Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to my podcast. It's been a minute and here I am again with a new season of Cocoa Butter Travel. I've missed you guys. It's been so long. Uh, sorry about that. I've been MIA because I just needed time for myself and then I ended up like overworking. I'm still overworking. But yeah, I've missed podcasting and YouTubing. So yeah, slowly I'm trying to get back to that. So in last season, we talked about traveling and moving abroad in general. We had a few guests on our podcast. And in this season, I decided to make a change on what I had initially planned. So on my Instagram, and if you don't follow me on Instagram, make sure you follow at Cocoa Butter Travel. And the Instagram account for this podcast is at Cocoa Butter Travel underscore podcast. So on Instagram, at the end of last season, I made a post saying that we would come back in December for the new season and the new season would be talking about traveling as a couple, traveling as a family, so with kids. But I ended up struggling a little bit more than what I thought finding some guests. So I want to give myself a little bit more time uh, to prepare this topic with you guys. So yeah, so I decided just to make a change and talk about solo traveling as a female uh, but we will also have some male solo travelers on the podcast. And yeah, so this first episode, I will start with my own experience as a solo female traveler. So if you guys are ready, get some snacks, get a glass of wine or water and let's go. So I started traveling at a very young age. I first started traveling through kind of an agency it was like pre-made packages for like young people you could start uh, from 15 years old going abroad as a group and uh, so with them I went to Spain Croatia Turkey and Crete so I don't know if you can consider it as solo traveling because I was traveling with other people as a group but when I registered for those when I registered for those trips I was by myself like all most of the other people that were there they were traveling with other friends they were at least minimum two people knowing each other it was really rare that there would be like someone by themselves like me um so yeah, I started traveling like that and um, I managed to meet a lot of people and it was really, it was really nice. It was really great. I would highly recommend it like if you want to travel but you're a little bit scared of going by yourself, trying to find like group trips that are already organized and you don't really have to stress about finding an accommodation, finding food, finding activities. Like everything is already planned out for you and you just have to go with the flow and you get to meet other people. So that's really nice. Now, if you're more of an adventurous person, I'd say, and you really want to do it all by yourself, then that's fine as well. You can always meet people. It doesn't really matter as long as you're open mind and you're ready to... Uh, get out of your comfort zone and talk to other people solo traveling I think is good for that so I'd say my very first solo trip was when I went to Miami I was working in a call center and I was like you know what let's just yeah let's just celebrate the fact that I got my first job and I was doing well 
and um, I was like, yeah, let's just let's just treat myself and let's go on holiday. I really didn't want to do any of those uh, resort trip, you know, like in at that time it was very popular to go in Egypt, in Turkey or in Spain and you would go in an all-inclusive resort. I really wanted something different. So I started searching for flights, like slowly looking at what was available. I didn't really set myself a budget. I still want to make it cheap so I was just looking at things that were within Europe but I wasn't attracted to anything I didn't want to go to Spain I didn't want to go to Italy I didn't want to I don't know what I wanted to do but I didn't want to do Europe but then I looked at overseas trip and it was a little bit pricey uh, so yeah I was just looking around and then I decided to look on Skyscanner started to get some cheap flights and and then all of a sudden I started getting flights from Brussels to New York and it was it was really cheap like it was a 500 euros return which is really good I thought that going to the US would have been way more expensive than that so yeah I started searching for the flight changing dates like see what could be more affordable and then I started looking for accommodation and that's where I was put off a little bit like obviously it's New York so and in the u.s there's not that many hostel like now that i've been traveling for a few years i realize and talking to americans i realized that hostels is not really a thing in the u.s so yeah i was trying to find a cheap accommodation but i couldn't find anything like everything was so pricey so i just gave up on new york and then i don't know why uh i searched for miami and then turns out like the flights were ridiculously cheap like we had from brussels to miami direct flights for 300 euros return the minimum the dates weren't matching with what i was searching to get that the, that that was the cheapest uh, flight that you could get uh, but I still got my flights for like 400 euros return. So I was so, so happy. I booked the flight straight away. I didn't even actually look at the accommodation or anything. I was like, yeah, it's done. I'm going to Miami. And then I started searching for accommodation. And then again, like the hotels and stuff were really, really expensive. And then I ended up finding a hostel. Uh, the pictures were nice, it didn't look too bad, it looked like very social, you would have parties and what made it for me for that hostel is that the price was including breakfast, lunch and dinner and I was like great, this is what I need, like it's so cheap and everything is included so it was, I believe at the time I paid like 25 or 30 euros a night and with like i said with everything included so i just jumped on it and i booked for a week went there for a week paid only 400 uh euros for the flights and then 30 around 30 dollars uh, 30 euros sorry a night for the hostel so yeah so i had a place to stay i had my flights i made a little bit of researches like where was the hostel it was in miami beach so close to the beach uh not too far from the airport and i was like great yeah i'm going to miami it was great and then so when i took the flight and arrived to the airport it was huge like i mean compared to what i 
was used to like I was so so lost and I don't know why I started panicking a little bit I mean it's not like if I was in a country where I couldn't speak the language or whatnot like I could speak English but yet I still started panicking I like I started crying in the airport I was lost I didn't know where to go and yeah I had like a little bit of panic or anxiety attack for like five minutes five ten minutes and then I was like, okay, girl, pull, you, pull yourself together. You're here now. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing you can do apart from sorting your ish out. So I started looking around, uh, asking people, hey, uh, I've just arrived. I need to go to Miami Beach. What is the easiest, fastest, cheapest way to get there? And honestly, people were so nice, so, so nice. I think I got disturbed as well because there was a lot of people speaking Spanish. I didn't realize how close we were from the Caribbeans and that in Miami, it was literally like English and Spanish. Like it was, you needed to be bilingual <laughs> to be in Miami. Anyway, so I asked um, someone that, were working at the, that was working at the airport, yeah, where can I get a shuttle? Like, how can I go? How can I leave the airport? So the guy tells me, oh, there's a shuttle. It's only, I think it was 10 or no, it was 20 bucks. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. So I was the only one in the shuttle. The bus driver was so, so nice. He was honestly amazing, really helpful. And he was like, oh, where are you from? Are you traveling by yourself? And I was like, yeah, I'm from Europe. I'm traveling by myself. I was like, oh my God, like, wow that's great and he was like, oh do you know what's happening this weekend and i was like, i have no idea what's happening this weekend he was like oh this is the busiest weekend in the year um it's uh, memorial day weekend and i had no idea i had booked for that weekend like literally no idea uh i did see that the prices were a little bit more uh expensive than a week prior to this or a week after that but it didn't it didn't ring a bell for me so he started to explain what it is, like what's going to happen. Like there's a lot of African-American coming in town and it gets crazy. Um, and yeah, everything is a little bit more expensive. Everything is fully booked. And it's just like a huge holiday where people celebrate and stuff. And I was like, oh, great. Um, so I arrived at the hostel and I actually booked mixed dorm. Uh, so in my dorm, there was a guy from... New Zealand I think and uh, we started chatting and he was like hey let's go for a drink on Ocean Drive is it Ocean Drive can't remember that main street super popular I think it's Ocean Drive don't don't quote me on that but anyway so he's like yeah let's go for a drink blah 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 and I was like yeah sure I'm hungry and yeah let's have a drink biggest mistake ever I should have made my researches before that uh, ordered a cocktail and uh, that was the most expensive cocktail I've ever had in my entire life. So first of all, like I said, I didn't make my researches. So I had no idea that in the US, the price that you see is not really the price that you're going to pay because you need to uh, add the taxes and the tips and everything. And it was, yeah, that very first bill was a little bit pricey, not going to lie. Uh, but you know, you just, you just learn and go with the flow. So I had a really good time with the guy, um, nice chat and stuff. And I went back to the hostel and honestly, every day I was meeting new people and I wasn't not even like 
getting out of my way to talk to other people like people would see that I would be by myself and they'd be like oh hey how are you are you driving by yourself like how's it going uh oh come with us we're going to the beach come with us we're doing this like oh you're so brave traveling by yourself like people were so so nice like honestly now that I've been traveling for a few years I know that there are a certain group of travelers like uh, Americans and French people sometimes they don't have a good uh, how do you say a good reputation but honestly Americans are so uh, welcoming and they are very outgo I mean most of them are very outgoing and they are so easy to talk to like they're always super friendly and they always want to you know they always want to chat and know what's what's going on what's happening where are you from and stuff so I quite I quite like that um, I quite like the fact that they most of the time they make the first move and they come and talk to you and whatnot and yeah like I said I met so many people I mean a lot of people don't like Miami but as a solo female traveler and I went twice actually that year and both times I met so many people and yeah I didn't have to make any big effort like people were coming to me and talking to me and it was just amazing it was great so the hostel was it was a decent hostel it was clean um, the food was alright like it wasn't amazing uh, but it was okay I would say that the time to get the food was a little bit odd. The breakfast was super early, I think like um, between 7 and 8, 8.30 or something in the morning. And then the lunch, I can't really remember the lunch, but I remember that the dinner was super early. It was something like 5, between 5 and 6 o'clock or something. And then if you come, if you would arrive later than that, you wouldn't get food. So there's a few times where I missed, I missed on the food, but it was fine because the food wasn't, wasn't that great. But um, the hostel had deals with clubs and they were doing pub crawl pretty much every day. It was the first time I went into a party bus. That was so cool. So it was like a, just like a public bus, I think, that they changed into a disco, disco bus or something. There was a pole dance in the middle. There was music. There was light. Uh, it was, oh, it was great. I loved it. As a party animal, like, that was just... That was one of the best experiences I had. Anyway, so yeah, so they had pub crawl. I did, I went out with them literally every single day. And then turns out that the events manager of the hostel was from Belgium. And he was from the French part of Belgium. So it was really nice to have like someone from back home. And it's just, it was just crazy that going in another continent and where you stay there's actually someone from your country and I think he was actually from my hometown so it was just crazy we flirted a little bit we had a little thing and whatnot I'm not I'm not gonna go into detail because that didn't end up well but anyway I had a lot of fun it was really cool and what I like about the clubs in the US like if I compare to here in Australia is that they know how to treat females and let me explain so and even in Europe you know if you're a female 
going out by yourself or like two females going out by themselves usually you can skip the queue you don't have to wait sometimes you can get free drinks or whatnot i remember that one time we went in the biggest club in miami and they had a table set it was only for girls sorry guys so it was only for girls we got a free bottle of vodka and then i remember there was a guy talking to me and he was just like a little bit annoying and then one of the bouncer he came to me he was like are you okay ma'am like if this guy is being annoying like in front of the guy he was like if this guy is being annoying let me know and we'll get him out okay like there's no one that's gonna bother you like if there's anything just let me know and i was i was like oh cool thank you and um the bathrooms as well there was like a lady there like making sure everything was clean and she had oh my god she had a straightener she had a, like things to do with curls she had like gloss lipstick perfume tampons everything everything she had gums like sweets lollipops like pfft, it was crazy she was just like a whole supermarket um so yeah that was fun so when I say compared to here in Australia, it's like here in Australia, if you go out like just by yourself or with other girls and there's a massive queue, you're going to queue. Like no one is going to make you jump the queue or whatnot. There, there is, I mean, there was like prior to Corona, there was like a ladies night where you could get free drinks or whatnot. And that was nice, but it's just, it's just a little bit different. It's still fun to come to go out here in Australia, um, but it's it's a whole other dynamic, and I can talk about this in a different podcast if you guys want to know more about it. But yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so my experience in Miami honestly was amazing. That was my first solo traveling, and it really empowered me uh, a lot, um, and not just. To travel by myself but also I was at that time uh, I was really insecure about myself and my body and there in Miami there was so many women like curvy plus size or whatnot and they just didn't care like they were wearing whatever they wanted to wear like bikinis uh, like thongs or you know those kind of bikinis uh where you can where you show a little bit of cleavage uh or whatnot and yeah they were just so confident and so beautiful and i don't know i was so empowered and inspired by all these women that i was seeing in the streets like dress up like they wanted to dress up and they were just like radiating with confidence and i just love that and also I had a lot of, I mean a lot, I had a few people stopping me in the streets or like telling me, oh my god, you're so beautiful, you're so pretty, like where are you from, blah blah blah, and it was just so nice, like in Europe it's a little bit weird, like people, you know, people they don't say, they don't even say hi to each other, like if someone says hi in the streets, it's like weird, like uh, they're gonna look at you like, what do you want? And there was just like, hey, how are you? Like, people would just stop in the street and have a conversation with you. And, like, genuine conversation. Like, they didn't want to, like, bother you or whatnot. Uh, it was just, like, genuine conversations. And I really like that about 
about traveling in Miami. And yeah, like overall, I really had a good experience. I remember when I got back, just after that, uh, it kind of gave me the strength to apply for my working holiday visa in Australia. Like I've been wanting to come in Australia and live in Australia for like, as far as I can remember, I think I was eight or seven years old. And I honestly don't know why I wanted to come to Australia, but it was just a dream of mine. And I was just scared to take that step. I was like, oh yeah, maybe next year, or I'll wait when I get more money, or I'll wait when I get more of this or more of that. Or I don't know what I was waiting for, to be honest. And so after that, I did apply for the visa. And like I said, this is a whole other story that can take forever for me to explain. But anyway, so that was my first solo trip. And then when I, before coming to uh, Australia, I lived in Portugal for like six months. I was in this uh, solo female traveler group. It's a French group. And they were doing meetups, but it was all in France because most of because that group is made by French people and most of the girls are French. Um, but I wanted to meet, you know, travelers in Belgium. So I decided to make an event and invite uh, all the Belgian girls to just like meet up in the capital, like in Brussels. So I did that and um, not a lot of girls came that day, uh, just a few. But I met this one girl and honestly i will always tell this story because and i don't even think she realized the impact that she had on my life like if i didn't do this even if i hadn't met this girl like my life would be completely different right now and uh, so she was just she was older than uh, than most of us uh, i think she was in her late 30s and she was pregnant so she was living like a little bit of a nomadic life she had lived uh, all across the world like at uh, that time she was more into Asia and then she got pregnant and she decided to come back in Belgium have have her baby in Belgium because it was a little bit better and then so she was just talking and she said oh why don't you uh, apply for this job in Portugal like it's a call center I know you don't have a good experience with call centers but you can give it a try it's just next door if you don't like it just come back uh, they're searching for a lot of people you speak two languages high chances of you getting hired so she was like just go on that website apply blah blah, blah. and after meeting her that night I was like hmm Portugal I don't know I honestly never really thought about going to Portugal even on a holiday I was not really interested into that but I was like yeah why not so I applied I remember that was on a Friday and I received a call the following Monday and that was the first interview honestly the pr the process to get hired in that company was ridiculous like there was tests every day interviews and stuff like I can't remember how many tests or interviews I did but there was a lot and so from that Monday till the Friday so the whole week I did tests and interviews and the Friday was my last interview and then so I did my last interview on that Friday and I got the job and then they said oh we need you to start next week can you start next week and I was like uh 
yeah sure I told my mom I was like hey I applied for that job and it's in Portugal blah blah so I told her before uh, I started doing the interviews and stuff oh I applied for this job in Portugal and my mom was like mm, yeah okay whatever African moms you know they just they don't bother like you talk and they're just like yeah yeah, yeah whatever and then so a week later not even a week later I come to her and I say ah oh, yeah I've been hired and I'm leaving in a week. And she was like, huh, what? You're leaving in a week in Portugal and blah, blah, blah. And she was, I was like, eh, eh, no, I'm leaving. She's like, but your car and I leave the car here. I'm booking a flight. Take care of my car. <laughs> I'm leaving. And um, that's exactly what I did. So I packed my stuff. I left. The good thing is that the job came with an apartment like they give you a place where to stay and it's taken out of your wage basically it's not much uh, like it's cheaper to live with them like in their apartment than living out because I did both I stayed there for six months it was amazing I really fell in love with Portugal uh, I mean with Lisbon I was living in Lisbon and that was honestly like if I had if I had to go back to Europe, I would definitely live in Portugal. And yeah, I would highly recommend to anybody uh, to visit Portugal. It's just such an amazing country. The food, the architecture, the people. Like, oh, oh my God, it was such a fun time. And it's just what I needed at that time when I was uh, depressed and everything. And that made me realize that my life in Belgium was just over. This is just not what I wanted anymore. But then part of me, so I had a I had a good job, I had friends, I had an apartment, like it was really nice, but there was something missing. It wasn't enough. I was like, no. Like if I can do this then I can I can go to Australia. So I quit the job in Portugal and then I applied for the visa. I mean, first I applied for the visa in Australia, got it. So I quit the job and then I told my mom, hey, I booked a flight, I'm coming home that day, come and pick me up at the airport at that time. Didn't say anything more. She picks me up at the airport and she's like, okay, so what's the plan now? I was like, well, I'm only here for 10 days and then I'm flying to Southeast Asia and then I'm going to Australia. Honestly, I don't know how my mom is still alive right now with me because I just I just do impulsive shit like this. I just book flights and then I go. So I was like, yeah, I'm here for 10 days and then Southeast Asia. And so I was doing Southeast Asia by myself. Uh, I mean, Southeast Asia. The plan was to go around Malaysia, Singapore, and then fly to Melbourne. Uh, turns out that it was the rainy season in Malaysia, so... There was the east coast, yeah, the east coast of Malaysia was non-available, kind of, like, you could try to go on the islands and travel, but it was a bit hard because of the cyclones and everything, like, it wasn't recommended. So, I was like, oh shoot, what am I going to do? So, I arrived in Kuala Lumpur, and then I went to Penang, Georgetown, beautiful, loved it, it was so good. And then there I met a group of people 
and then we just started traveling together they were like hey we're going on Lenkawi so it's a Malaysian island come with us just for a few days and I was like oh guys I have plans I need to go there I booked this and like oh don't you worry it's just for a few days just come with us and then you can come back on the mainland and I was like okay so then we spent a few days on Lenkawi it was great uh, did scooter for the first time almost died never again doing that in my life and yeah and then they were like oh we're going on Kolipe, it's in Thailand, like it's just an hour away from here, like come with us, and I was like, oh, I don't know, and um, I just changed my whole plans, and started traveling with that group, we were, I think, seven or eight, and we were all traveling together, it was great, so from Langkawi, we went to Kolipe, which is in Thailand, and then from there, we just did island hopping, so we went from... Langkawi, Kolipe, and then Kolanta, and then Kopipi, which is the major area for any party animals out there. You already know Kopipi is the place to be. Like, it was so good. I got drunk every night. I even got tattooed. Turns out that the tattoo was really good for a drunken idea. You can check that out on my Instagram. I have like a video getting it done. Uh, it was a bamboo tattoo. Great experience, great experience. And then from Kopipi, I literally changed my flight for Melbourne. I think I was in Kopipi and then two or three days later I had my flight for Melbourne and people were like, oh my god, like in a few, in two days it's uh, the full moon, uh, come with us, you can't miss this. And I was like, no, I'll come back in Thailand, like... I'll do this another time. And they're like, no, come on, come with us. And I was like, you know what? We only live once. So I changed my flight. And I, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just went to do the full moon party. And now that I think about it, I, I'm, I'm glad I did. Because look at us now in the bloody pandemic. And no idea when we're going to be, I mean, for us here in Australia, no idea when we're going to be able to travel overseas and yeah so i just changed my flight and everything and i yeah i did the full moon party and it was amazing but i was i think i got um food poisoning so unfortunately i didn't do the full night like you know people that party the whole night and then they stay awake until sunrise unfortunately I didn't do that so that's still on my bucket list but yeah so i did that and then i finally left uh for um singapore I stayed in Singapore only a few hours. I went around. I went in the garden by the bay. So it was in December and they had all these Christmas lights, Christmas songs. It was so humid. It was so weird. They had like fake snow and everything. But it was it was a really nice experience. I really loved it. And then yeah, I arrived in Melbourne on the on December seventh. And yeah, that's where my Australian experience adventure don't know how to call it started and that was three years ago so a lot of things have happened since then uh, but yeah this is more or less my solo solo traveling experience uh, here in Australia I was also by myself but quickly uh, I made friends and connections and yeah like people often are scared to travel solo 
thinking that they're gonna be lonely or alone you're never ever you're actually never ever alone unless you really want it like of course traveling in a hostel really helps to meet new people but if if you have the fear of being alone while you're traveling solo don't because it's not it's not gonna happen you are literally gonna meet people all the time and sometimes you even will want to have a break from that because it's just so overwhelming like meeting so many people but it's also it's also so rewarding to meet that many people like there's some so many things that you can learn from one another so i wouldn't stop for that like my advice is like if you want to travel solo but you're too scared to like go in another country and everything just just go to town next door just do one night or uh yeah just in a city next door or something and book a hotel or hostel and try to connect with other people you don't have to go far to solo traveling you can solo traveling in your own country and i mean right now in the middle of the pandemic where i don't know where you are in the world but here of here in australia uh they try to promote like staycations and you know traveling in your own country which i think it's great like one of the good thing quote-unquote good things with this pandemic is that it forced people to just get to know their own backyard like i personally have been here in australia for three years and two and a half years in cairns and there's so many things i haven't done in cairns uh, even if i live here just because you know you're always like oh I'll have time, I'm here forever or whatnot, and you just say, oh yeah, I'll do it one day, one day, and then you just never do it, you know? So this kind of forces us to just get to know our city, our state, our country or whatnot, so take advantage if you can, obviously if you're in lockdown or whatnot, that's going to be a little bit complicated, but just take advantage of this time to travel local buy local yeah support local businesses and yeah like don't be scared just just go for it just do it because it's 100% worth it and that is it for this first episode of our second season in cocoa butter travel so like i said now we're focusing on solo traveling male female doesn't matter we don't discriminate in here but we're probably gonna have more of a female travelers on this season uh, if you have any questions, don't hesitate. Just hit me up on my Instagram. Or you can also send me an email to cocoabuttertravel at gmail.com. So that was it for this episode. I'll see you guys on the next episode. And if you're listening on Spotify, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, don't forget to also subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.